Aloha, all of you beautiful stewards of the land, humanitarians, and solutionists. I want to all welcome you all to another episode of A Dose of Positivity, where I have the great privilege to interview these passionate change makers, thought leaders, social and environmental innovators, and wellness professionals. And the topics for today's show is an acronym called R-A-V-E, RAVE and RAV. And I'm going to introduce you to very shortly to our special guest, uh, Dominic Reitman, better known as Dom. But before we get started, I want to remind you that it is a live broadcast and we just so love and appreciate all your comments and all and any questions. And if you haven't already been to one of these live broadcasts, you'll be uh, delighted to know that we have recorded each and every one. You can find them either on the YouTube's channel or in the podcast station. And those links will be in the chat for you. I also want to invite uh, all of you newcomers to join us in our Facebook group where you can get daily doses of positivity from each other, where you can post events and happenings, things that are going to make the world a better place. So uh, go on over and friend us on, uh, like us on Facebook or follow us on in the Facebook group and that will be in the chat as well. So I, without further ado, uh, reminding all of you just to sit back, get yourself a nice delightful beverage, ground yourself, sit up straight or relax in comfort and enjoy this incredible show. And usually, as most of you know, who are on the live broadcast today, I read from one of my books, but today I am going to read a short snippet, a couple actually from Dom's books. This is one of them called Going North and the other is Stay the Course. And I love nothing more than to uh, promote things uh, as they should be that are going to help uplift and uplevel yourself and the world. But to explain a little bit what RAV means or RAV or RAVE, whatever you, how you want to read it, I'm going to read you a short section just that describes what it is because more people are coming into the live show and we don't want anybody to miss a word of what Dom has to say and for those of you who showed up early you get the delight of me uh, sharing this more intimate read with you at this time. Rav is defined as talking or writing with extravagant enthusiasm. Once you decide to have a positive mindset it will lead to boundless enthusiasm. Your enthusiasm will then lead you to speaking and even writing with enthusiasm. With boundless enthusiasm, you will become a walking bundle of fun. I love that. When you want to develop a northern mindset or a dose of positivity, it is, will involve the following. I love you, Dom. Reading is the R in Rab, getting great material in the mind, audio programs, listening to them, B in RAV, visual stimulation, watching more educational material with entertaining, than entertaining material, more educational than entertaining. And the E is to encourage, encouragement, not just yourself, but others, RAV. 
And that's what we're going to be talking today about, about reading and about audio and about visual and about encouragement and also about the healthy habits that we put in place so that we can do the things we were meant to do here as each of us are so unique and so different and have so many opportunities you hear from Dom of ways to present ourselves into the world. So just a brief uh, bio of Dom and we'll put it in the chat. Dom is a DTM. He is a certified trainer with the Maxwell Leadership Team. He's the best-selling author and the host of Going North podcast, a podcast that I was delighted to be interviewed on, by the way. He's committed to featuring authors from around the world to promote the power of the written word and to inspire listeners to publish books of their own. His mantra is advance others to advance yourself. Ah. I'm going to say it again. Advance others to advance yourself. May that be all of our mottos. Thank you, Dom. There are many opportunities of, available for those seeking more out of life, and Dom's books will help you start on that journey to unlock the doors and set into a place of continuous personal growth. Dom's filled with wisdom. His words will help you take those actionable actions you need, whether it's to become healthier, to write your book, to do the, the startup a business or anything that you ever anticipated doing. Dom is a most inspiring, motivational person. So without further ado, Dom, who is also a full-time librarian and he does incredible things at his library. He's also um, uh, an active member of the Toastmasters International and he was awarded for his leadership in 2015 and 16 as the area director. Dom lives in Baltimore, Maryland. So all the way from Baltimore, he is uh, in the East Coast time. And Dom, I want to just welcome you and everybody who's on the live show. Thank you all for showing up today. It makes all of us feel so, fill, fills our hearts when you're with us. Um, so Dom, I'm going to have you just rattle out in, in, in as much time as you need to tell us, to, so it helps inspire all of us. Why did you write and publish a book at the age of 23? Ooh, well, thank you, Mom and Donna. My goodness, it's almost like I don't even need to say a word. You said all the fabulous stuff that's as fair as the same. <laughs> no, 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 no. Uh, but it's all good, though. Actually, funny enough, I actually was dared to write a book. That first book that Mama Donna so gracefully read from, Going North Tips and Techniques to Advance Yourself. That was a book that was written on a dare because for about, wow, it's, wow, I can't believe it's actually been almost 10 years since 2012 now when this happened, but actually found professional development in my own lifetime and came across this wonderful activity in a book called The Magic of Getting What You Want by David Schwartz. The same author wrote the book, The Magic of Thinking Big. And in that book, one of the activities to write out your own obituary. And one of the items I wrote down in that book was that I was going to be a best-selling author of multiple books. And little did I know that the first opportunity, the key to unlocking that wonderful dream will manifest because a few months later is around November. Yeah, it was actually November 1st, 20. 15, November 1st, 2015, 
I was actually networking with folks during a Toastmaster International Conference, and I was handing out reading lists to people called the 100 Books for Dynamic Living, as opposed to handing out business cards, because a lot of us in business know that business cards end up in one of two places. Well, actually, three places. The first place, in the trash. Second place, in a collection of other business cards to be forgotten, and then maybe thrown away later. Or third, <laughs> they stay with the person who was trying to hand them out to somebody else because they already have too many business cards. <laughs> so I like I that one. Oh, yeah. I actually seen a guy karate block a guy from handing out a business card one time because he had a whole stack of them and was handing them out without even saying hi first. It was actually hilarious at the time, but I didn't want to be that guy. So had this reading list. Contact info at the bottom. One lady I was speaking to, she was like, hey, I see this list right here. This, this is nice. Hey, I even see some book titles that sound a little familiar that I've read myself. So where's your name on this list? I'm like, oh, yeah, it's at the bottom of the list. There you go. At the bottom. No, I'm not talking about your contact info. I'm talking about your name on the actual list as an author. And I'm like, eh, I'm not an author. I'm not on the list for that reason because I'm not an author. Like, I'm. I was 22 at the time, so like 22, like what the heck am I going to write about 22? Like a lot of folks, millennials get a bad rap enough as it is, so it's like, oh, some of that rub off on me subconsciously thanks to all the crazy nonsense out there from propaganda and whatnot. I was like, I ain't got nothing to write. And she's like, hey, how about a year from today, you write and publish a book of your own? Ooh. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. It sounded good, right? It sounded so good. I said, no. I'm like, nope. <laughs> not doing it. Not doing it. And then she upped the ante. She was like, hey, how about we both write books a year from today? We both become published authors. I'm like, you know what? That is amazing. Like, that, that's kind of actually kind of a rarity these days where someone would challenge you to do something and join you in it, whether it's good or bad. In this case, good. It's usually something bad, like a Bonnie and Clyde situation, but it was actually good. And <laughs> funny enough, it was like, eh. I was like, nah, I'm not doing it. And after that conversation was over, I told a buddy of mine about the whole thing, since he was also a Toastmaster, and he was an author himself. But he had this book out called Top Shelf customer service and at the end of the book he said he was going to write a sequel and i would always get on his case like hey so what's your sequel coming out buddy so we saw this as an opportunity to get on my case it's like hey dom so i may be delaying my sequel but you don't even have a book out of your own buddy so uh, how about you join me and i become nice. an author and i'm like <laughs> like ah nah nah there's there's a nice squirrel over there though because i was taking him home at the time during the conversation I just had to find any way to distract him to try to change the subject. Oh, but he didn't forget. It gets even better and not butter, folks, because a couple days later, got into a Toastmasters meeting, gave a speech. Funny enough, the speech actually <laughs> was from Chapter 1 of Going North. And because of that presentation topic, I had to do a Q&A session after the four to six minute presentation. And the first person to raise their hand to ask the question is my same buddy who saw the opportunity to push my buttons and get me to try to join him in the business of immortality. And he's like, hey, Dom, when are you going to write your book? And then there's just this awkward silence. <laughs> in the room. <laughs> awkward silence. <laughs> awkward silence in the room. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, man. So I was like, all right. 
fine. I'll just go on ahead and say, forget it. I'll just go ahead and do it. I'll, I said to the rest of the folks in the audience in the club, a year from today, going to write and publish my first ever book, Going North, Tips and Techniques to Advance Yourself. And everybody was sharing like, yeah, Dom, go ahead and do it. And then ran home after the meeting was over. 14 pages of raw content was written down. And a year later, the book was published in October 26, 2016. So voila, that's what happened oh, great, at 23. <laughs> yeah, at 23. So, and, and the story keeps going. And, and I know some of you know, I, I started my restaurant when I was 25. And I didn't really know what I was doing. And it was kind of interesting that you say that. Like, that's just that encouragement, which is number four in rav right read um whatever and encouragement encouraging um you know i i i didn't have that encouragement you know i i almost had that defy like my brothers you know this was in 1982 you know just you know it it was hard and um and so you know what i did what any smart person would do is not like let those energy vampires who say you know you should just get married and have a couple of kids and move next door and me so i just started following people like you did you know like robert kiyosaki and i started brian tracy and all of these tony robbins inspirational people right and reading books and and using those as my mentors and encouragement because i was in homer alaska right so i didn't have I didn't have a Toastmasters there in our little town where Colleen is right now, uh, where we had 1900 people. But, you know, it was it was my community uh, that encouraged me um, to move from a 200 square foot facility to a 3200 square foot bakery, cafe, restaurant over the years. And, and I, you know, just with that story that you're saying, Dom, which I absolutely love so much and why my motto is why retire when I can inspire. It doesn't have to be, it, this, this sparker can happen anytime. And it's listening to the signs. And I love how in your writing in both your books, you know, you, you, are, you, you are intuitive and you are uh, so sensitive and so caring and so loving. Um, and one of the things that you, you mentioned um, is elite performers, right? Um, I wanted you to talk a little bit about what you mean when you say elite performers, because some of us are just ordinary people, right? Do we have to be elite to do, to write a book, start a podcast, um, do whatever we're doing? How do we defy the odds and become just happy with our performance, let alone an elite performer? Uh, solid question, Bob and Donna. And it's so true. It's not, it's like, hey, not everybody could be an elite performer because it's so true. Everybody is at a different level and everybody has different desires for what they want to do in life. But I simply define an elite performer who always gives excellent, consistent customer service to whatever company they are a part of, even if it's their own. Because at the end of the day, people is what keeps people alive like each other we have each other we really keep each other alive with our actions our deeds and heck even our thoughts that eventually become things and in business like even if you're an employee even though you may see the ceo's name on the bottom of the check you still sign your checks because you decide to show up for work every day if you're the entrepreneur congratulations you didn't want to work 40 hours a week you probably want to work 80 plus hours a week and invite a whole wonderful 
Nate, natural metaphorical disaster to come your way and you have to fight it off every time. <laughs> and sometimes yeah. pray for miracles to appear. And you have to always give service no matter what. And that's really even ties into self-leadership. So elite performance is making sure that no matter what the situation is, you're always serving people to the highest level for the greater good, no matter where you are, no matter what company you are for, even if it's your own, especially since Mama Don is all about soil to soul entrepreneurs. From the soil we come, from the soil we tend to go back, and while we're in this clay form, we have souls and we have to care for each other's souls while we're here on earth. So hey, elite performance, helping out your fellow human. You know, I, I just love how, how you, because words are so powerful and we and I know like from just the way you write and everything, and, and so many people are, uh, like like an introvert per se like you, you you talk about that you can be an introvert introvert and and still be an elite performer like being a parent a really good parent is being an elite performer so I I, I want to remind our listeners like it doesn't matter where you are at what age or or what occupation you're doing just being willing to give like you say from the soil to the soul that whole connection of showing up and being present and i think that you know your story and just how you grew up in baltimore one of the things i want to you to share some of the stories you talk about being a lead performer of the things that you've been able to do dom's been a librarian for years um in baltimore right and and you have done incredible things with the kids and up leveling the your community especially pre and post pandemic, you know, just all the stuff, people rely on the library a lot. Um, so just share a little bit about how your elite performance, how you showed up for your community around books, getting kids off the street into the library and, and, and how that changed and it continues to change their lives. Ah, uh, yeah, that's right. Changing lives one coin at a time. Let me stop. <laughs> bad, yeah, right? Joke right there. No, no. <laughs> but it's all good. Your laugh is so contagious, man. I'm I'm doing everything I can not to be laughing the whole show. Go ahead. Oh, that's that's my point. Get him to laugh. Get him <laughs> off the square. <laughs> stop. But uh, but back to original question though. The funny thing about libraries in the 21st century, most folks think that they're just classic 1980s boxes warehouses of books and these old card catalogs where you have to sift through all these old files well too bad that's actually we're actually far past that the library of the 21st century is an information sanctuary a community center where folks gather and use the library in ways you never would imagine mm -hmm. my day job as a librarian entails helping out folks from <laughs> i'd sometimes jokingly say <laughs> diaper to diaper because we have folks who come in with their little ones to a certain part of the library that's called storyville that's for birth to five where they get their kids ready for kindergarten then we have actually added a couple of months ago an epic lego wall to the library for those who may have grown out of the area for kindergarten readiness into play with legos as well as a stream space and for those who may not be familiar with the term stream it's for science technology reading engineering arts and math so an area that's built to at least help kids to develop something in those areas of living because those are really the main real areas in this tangible world that we're in yeah. and 
all the way to adults, sometimes even having occasionally pre-pandemic, of course, jazz performances that a lot of the adults would enjoy. And that even some of the staff would enjoy. I'm a, I'm a bit of a jazz guy, thanks to my dad being a big jazz guy. And not only that, folks who may need help with getting jobs and resumes, resume help, because there's a lot of folks who may need to change careers. There's a lot of folks who may have retired and Social Security was great at the time, but inflation keeps coming and it keeps expanding. And it's yeah. like, man, I got to get back out here and work and get some money somehow. And they're like, I haven't used a computer since 95. I retired, so I didn't have to use a computer. So help me yeah. out here. So we are helping basically everybody, metaphorically diaper to diaper with their needs. And during the pandemic, we also lend out technology like Chromebooks. So like high-speed internet became a necessity during the pandemic and that was definitely one of the things we offered a lot of our buildings wi-fi was expanded to the parking lot so if folks wanted to walk or drive to the library even though they couldn't be in the building they could still use the building for its wi-fi and just countless other things so your library is not your classic library anymore it's really all about helping the community as yeah. opposed to just giving folks books. Yeah, definitely. Your libraries are filled, like you say, filled with gold and are still relevant in the 21st century. And for all you listeners out there, whatever community you're in, most likely there's a library within 10 to 20 miles of you. And if we want to keep our libraries alive, kind of like our post offices alive, using them they're, they're there for us to use and to build community around. There's so much opportunity in these public spaces for us to rebuild our economy and our minds and to educate our, uh, our, our children and from diaper to, to almost deathbed, like you said, Dom. <laughs> there's something for, for everybody um, to, 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 and, and, to get that not just at the physical library, but also you can do uh, the libraries online, which so many people they underutilize and you can get free books and with the economy going south and while we're going north, we can still educate ourselves, we don't have to go to Amazon and buy a book we can get it from your local library or you have to do is have a library card. And if it's not there on uh, audiobook on the shelf they, they can get it for you. And that's what we want to remind you know people right now well. The, money is tighter than ever luxury things like maybe even buying a book might not be possible but the libraries who were put in by carnegie uh the you know uh the guy who invented steel that's uh carnegie hall he he was the one who started uh, all the libraries a little bit of history there one of the one of the positive things that carnegie did um for when, my whole time i grew up down i called it carnegie hall but it's actually carnegie hall after carnegie carnegie but um, I just really, really appreciate people like yourself who have, no, let, let's talk about the Going North uh, book, and then you went into this Going North podcast. Can you share about how you went from the, the, the books to the audio books to, and then doing the audio with the, with the podcast? How many people, how many authors have you interviewed and what kind of, what, why, why podcast and, and why the authors that you choose to interview? Can you share that with us, please? Ah, solid question. Solid question indeed. Well, shortly after the book Going North was published, I was actually part-time caregiver for my dying father who had Alzheimer's. 
Sadly, Christmas 2016, he was actually in a nursing home at the time because the family, re he, he was beyond our control and he needed 24-hour help. And my mom couldn't do it alone and I couldn't do it because I was full-time employee marketing and starting a business so on top of being a volunteer leader at a nonprofit organization for 40 hours a week. So that was just beyond <laughs> what I could handle even at a young age like that. I'm surprised I don't have gray hair yet from, from those years. So we were actually able to bring him back Christmas day that day for a couple hours, the nursing home actually let us do that. And when he got back there, sadly, he probably came to a bit. He had us probably had a sundown moment and realized, Hey, I was at home earlier. This ain't home mm. and got out of bed and had a bad fall, cracked five of his ribs and his lung collapsed. And he had to have emergency surgery. Now, mind you, this is a man in his early 90s, possibly late 80s. And that's definitely a hard injury to recover from. But he was able to recover from it. And he even cracked his ribs before, sadly enough, during his days as a paratrooper when he was in World War II. But cracking those ribs again, he never really fully recovered. Passed away March. And then I kind of lost track of really... The book, even that times, forgetting I even published a book, I wasn't focusing on marketing it at all because, hey, I was grieving. Some of it was known. Some of it I wasn't even aware of because everyone takes grief differently. And then come around, I'd say summer of that year, 2017, some of my first life was sipping into the professional life. And that's the thing we have to always realize, even though we may try to separate professional and personal life, at the end of the day, there's still life in both of them, and you're still living both of them, and they're going to fill into each other, they're going to pour into each other, and that happened. Yeah. Where I was screwing up in certain things, boss pulled me up and was like, hey, you sure you're okay here? You've been screwing up here, here and there, and I'm like, oh, well, darn, <laughs> lacking some self-awareness here. <laughs> and thus, I'm like, oh, wow, all right, I think I need to get back into the game and really up my own emotional intelligence to realize maybe I need a higher level of self-awareness. So got back to realizing, hey, what's a way to market a book? Oh, a podcast. Folks have been telling me got a radio voice for years. So I can start a podcast. I can ramble every week and <laughs> I got this covered, baby. And then I was like, nah, I think I could probably do better than that. Let me interview independent musicians and authors. And then I read this book by Derek Sivers called Anything You Want. He was the founder of the CD Baby Company that helped independent musicians actually sell their music online. And that was like, wait, maybe how about I just interview first-time authors and self-published authors and talk to it with a coach of mine. And she was like, hey, how about, yeah, it's a good idea. So what are you going to call it? Oh, I'm going to call it the Mr. Music Reads podcast. And she was like, hey, how about you call it the Going North podcast? You have the book that's basically your brand. And that's the things our friends are our friends, family and coaches like those in our lives to keep us straight on the right path to remind us of what we do. Because creative folks, we tend to create so much and leave certain past creations in the past and forget about them without really getting as much fuel as you can from them. And thus the Going North podcast was born and I decided to interview authors from all over the globe and right now, at the time of this conversation, last I checked, 640 authors across the globe I've interviewed so far. That's amazing. Gosh, you guys, I've only interviewed maybe 
I don't know, 25 people I'm way behind you. And it, it is so much fun. Like if anybody out there is even thinking like, here I am, I'm 65. I started mine. I didn't even know I was starting a podcast. And actually mine isn't even a podcast. Mine's called a broadcast because I'm broadcasting live to you guys. Right. So, um, but it, it, I didn't know, well, I'll just, I'll just put it, I had to put it on YouTube so people could watch the replay. And all of a sudden I had a YouTube channel, you know, and then, and then somebody said, you, you know, I, I, don't, I, I can't, I'd like to listen you know, can it, can you just put it on the anchor? It's free. And I said, Oh, Oh, okay, I'll put it on anchor. And now I'm just learning what that means. And if you guys would all help me, I would be so grateful if you would go on and um, check out the YouTube station and, and, the, and, the, and the podcast station, write a review, look at some of the other people that I've interviewed. They're amazing. And Dom has interviewed me on his podcast, on his podcast, which was awesome. And he's also sent me some of the people who you will see that I interviewed and some people coming up, Allison's coming on and Phil, I, I interviewed Phil because, you know, Dom, Dom he, vet, he vet, vets them for me. <laughs> and so you can send me, you send me some more, everybody you, you've told me to contact, I have, and they're, they're coming on the show. So, and I've sent him, and that's a beautiful thing about this uh, virtual world, not the metaverse, but this virtual <laughs> world where we can we can share and exchange that with each other's audience and help the small people with the smaller books like right get out because we all have something very very special uh to offer the world and i just um he's you do you you've got a golden voice and a crystal laugh that is just it's just contagious and and i i just honor you for starting and doing all this at a very young age and for all of you listeners like me too at your age at 65 or older or wherever you're at um get off your ass and and make something happen with your blessed life and 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 go for it and you've got people like me and dom and hundreds of other thousands of possible people and one of the things Dom talks about in his book is, and, and I do too in my books, is the, is the power of mentorship, which Dom started out the conversation with, people holding him accountable to the fire, not only to write this book, but to write this book as well. And that is stay the course, staying accountable. And I want to read something from, from this because it, I want to just, we, we only have like half, half, we're already through half the show. And this is really important because as you know, in a dose of positivity, everything comes back to your personal well-being. Because if you're not healthy, why start anything, right? You got to focus on yourself because we all know Mama Don always talks about uh, prioritizing our health and our family, which is also our relationships, and then our businesses and our careers. So, um, Dom, I'm, after I read this, I'm going to ask you to just share your personal story, what happened to you with weight gain, health, coming back to health. But I just think this is so, so good in this um, staying the course. It's about habit awareness. And he starts out with a quote, habits are important. Up to 90% of our everyday behavior is based on habit. Nearly all of what we do every day, each and every day is simply habit. Habit, And that's a quote by Jack Hodges. Um, and then Dom goes on to say, the greatest thing you can do for yourself is to analyze your habits and take an inventory of what you need to change. It's your choice to change, right? A desire for change accompanied with deliberate intentional actions yields results. 
One major lesson I learned after increasing my workload and production rate is that you have to adjust accordingly to keep yourself at a high level of production. Neglecting sleep, exercise, other forms of required self-care will leave you empty. So what I would love for you to do is share with us what inspired this particular chapter, and I didn't read the whole chapter, but in this book, and what what habits have you done and changed since you kind of did a little crashy burny thing and came rose like a phoenix <laughs> like Mama Donna did? Share a little bit of that history with us, Don. Uh, sure thing, Mama Donna. Thanks a bunch for reading it indeed. It's always great to hear words being thrown back at you. It's like, oh man, I sound better than I thought. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. And that, that can even be encouragement to people listening right now. Like whatever you wrote 10 years ago may inspire you 10 years into the future. So write whatever you need to write down today if you're looking to write a book. As for me and my habits, one of the major things was sleep. Sleep, because I touched on it briefly earlier, but being a part-time gear giver for my dying father, nonprofit leader at Toastmaster International, where I was overseeing 17 different clubs in the Northern Maryland area, and a full-time day job at a public library where it's a take type of basically feel because it involves a lot of interaction with people, a lot of customer service. I'm an extroverted introvert. In other words, I know how to be a social butterfly, but I still need to recharge by having alone time. And when your only alone time is sleep, then that's not good for you. And if you get two to four hours of sleep a night if at all then you're going to be even more empty and the two major changes i had to make i had to analyze where my time was going i mentioned in the book the 15 minute miracle i don't think i gave it that name but i've heard it called the 15 minute miracle where you basically track your actions for every 15 minutes every day so at work when you're at work mark those blocks down for work and then at home like all right so scrolling through social media, this is supposed to be a quick 60-second activity that turned into 36 minutes. <laughs> so making sure to track that time and seeing where that was going. And then with the sleep, coffee, like the thing was, drinking coffee early in the morning to try to wake myself up isn't always a good idea, especially when you have to drink it later in the day if you have a night shift. Because the other thing is, too... My day job isn't your average day job. We, we some, sometimes have to work night shifts where we close at 8 p.m. It used to be 9 p.m. pre-pandemic. And then coming home with that extra energy and then trying to wind down and good luck getting to bed on time. So focusing on trying to get at least seven and a half hours of sleep because those two, act, those two areas, basically my time awareness, being aware of my time and not getting the amount of right amount of sleep led to me gaining a whole bunch of weight that I didn't need. And not all of it was muscle either. <laughs> not right? all of it was muscle either. It was a little bit of pudge. It was a little bit of pudge from the pudge. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I know. I, I see like the difference in, in the backs of your book. You know, you're such a handsome man. Um, yeah, the, the, the pudgy or not, you're handsome. But but in it, the point is you you got pudgy and and, and it wasn't and you weren't sleeping and it was unhealthy. Um, so keep going. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt you, Mr. Pudge. Go ahead. You're not Pudge. It's all good. Oh, but I am Fudge. Let me stop. 
<laughs> Still laughing. That's good. We got to love ourselves just the way we are. And Alan, I love one of our um, visitors on, on live today. He says, getting up in the morning is a good habit. And you know what? That is a really, really good. That's like, that's just a little, that reminds me to ask you to just talk about those little habits and even food habits and little things that we can do if we want to be elite performers. And that goes everything from being a good parent to a, a serving in a restaurant or to running your own corporate, uh, being a CEO in a corporation. So keep going on these healthy habits, honey. Oh, sure thing. So when it comes to a great morning, the following day, it starts the night before. So what I usually do is I have my clothes out ready for the day that I'm going to wear for the day. That'll save some time. And then when it comes to waking up in the morning with my coffee, I usually avoid cream in the coffee because I noticed that when I took the cream out of my coffee, it actually led to me losing some weight and I felt even slimmer. And even replacing the sugar with honey. Like if you ever had black, I'm not sure who loves coffee or not. I know there's studies that are for and against coffee. But <laughs> black coffee with honey is actually an underrated mix. And it actually tastes really good. I, funny enough, I learned about that from reading a, short, a book of short stories. Where the guy was a tennis player and he actually loved his coffee black with honey. And I'm like, wait, that's a thing? And tried that. And not only that, but making sure getting at least that good seven and a half hours of sleep, because the thing is, sometimes you may feel good at four, but it's just for that day. If it becomes a trend throughout the whole entire week and you'll basically be having this giant snowball effect of negativity, because I've noticed another thing, too, with less sleep, I, I was a lot more short with people, a lot more terse with people even though my tone wasn't conveying as such it's still the words folks can still hear it it, it all depends tonality, tonality is everything but you, folks can still hear if they're truly paying attention and they're not a full zombie and not only that also making sure that i keep my smartphone off unless i'm listening to some guided meditations or something positive at night because that blue light especially with me and these these specs as well that's not good for you as well and i make sure i don't even watch tv before i even go to bed actually funny enough i rarely watch any tv at all unless it's a documentary or maybe rarely catching up on a tv show that might get a lot of press but that's a rare occasion so Making sure I get enough sleep, dropping the cream from the coffee, and replacing the sugar with honey. Also, making sure to occasionally do a time journal and tracking my time. And also, marking down three things, three wins that I had for the day. Three things I'm grateful for. So, being with you all and you hearing me speak and being sharing some time with Mama Donna, that's a huge win today that I get to mark down later. Because sometimes... Folks may not like gratitude journals, but hey, how about you call it a victory log where you log your victories? Nice. Like waking up in the morning is a victory. Getting on a podcast is a victory. Reading a chapter out of a book is a victory because most folks don't finish books, not even Facebook. Folks don't even finish Facebook, and that's the only books a lot of folks read. So just those are just a few habits that I've added to adjust basically my compass to keep going back north. That's so good. And you are keeping North. So book three coming soon. Oh, yeah. Well, 
Yeah, I'd say, yeah, I've definitely booked three. I, I jokingly say I have two and a half books out there because the third book was where me just contributing a story to a book called Crappy to Happy. <laughs> so, yeah, definitely third solo project that's coming out soon, definitely before the year is up. Yeah, keeping everybody positive. And yet getting back on the coffee train, um, a couple people have put in notes. We all love our coffee. I think everybody who's on the live show, uh, raise your hand. Yes, we love coffee. And, you know, there's two hands. Yeah, okay, uh, me too. Uh, I'm also drinking cherry juice now, which is really great. And so I want to just talk about healthy habits, like there's time time of day, drink, to, drink the coffee. But also, Colleen, one of our um, viewers, uh, listeners right now, she... Um, put in cinnamon. I want to mention how cinnamon in coffee, cinnamon, everything is great. Um, cinnamon. Uh, and really, when you think about it, um, these habits that we're putting in like coffee for most of us, especially for type A blood, um, it's good. It's an antioxidant. Um, it, 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 if you drink too much of it, it'll destroy your adrenals. And if you drink it at the wrong time of the day, you'll be up all night, right? So you don't get a good night's sleep. But the most important thing really too, like you said, the cream in the coffee is not necessarily a good idea, but the putting honey, honey is one of the best things to heal your gut. And it's the only food that mother nature makes that will never go bad they found honey in tombs like thousands and thousands of years ago um and honey is known to help heal ulcers cinnamon to lower our blood pressure or regulate our blood pressure coffee as an antioxidant so yeah these healthy habits and turning something into th this beverage making it more like i'm not i'm just gonna go to starbucks and get myself coffee with lots of cream that's a habit that's a that's an addiction a good healthy habit is putting some cinnamon and some honey and some really good fresh ground organic coffee having the whole ritual the whole relationship with the grinding of the coffee the aroma in the room i know everybody's gonna after this gonna go out and make a cup of coffee um you know and then um making sure that you're not using it as a drug but more as a um a very special treat and that's what helped me break my addiction cycle was to look at all of these things and ask myself any choice that i'm making am i living is this living like the future matters is this going to help me and my future in the next hour a better hour for myself and somebody else rather than drinking a coca-cola in an aluminum can that was made by migrant workers in a factory and so when we take that through and, and, and when you when you read books like what Dom does and how he honors and quotes so many people through his books, these great, you could say, elite leaders, it's all about going north, meaning being positive. And um, I, I love how you you use that going north as um, as your chapter title and for your your po blog post because it really makes so much sense like looking up the heavens if you believe in you know the spiritual the heavens the gods or whatever that may be but um you know i i the other thing that i wanted you to share um be, before our time's up dom is you know for everybody out here who's listening right now just some words of encouragement no matter where anybody is because you've got so many in your books but something the most what you feel is the most important inspiring messages uh overall in in all the words that you, you've written that you can leave people with um so they want to read more and get to know you more um and and it, 
get to want to come onto your uh, listen to your your podcast. So share share some of the your most precious the most precious thing that you want to share right now from your books. Ah, sure thing. And funny enough, you mentioned one of them earlier, and that's Comfort Poison's Progress. Comfort Poison's Progress, because in the classic self-help realm, they like to say, hey, get out your comfort zone. And for a while, funny enough, I actually hated hearing that for a while. <laughs> I actually hated hearing that for a while because, funny enough, it was actually hitting home because there was a time where, hey, I was actually coasting and I needed to get out of it. And one of my favorite quotes of all time is that when people are sick and tired of hearing your message, they are just then beginning to understand it. And when your people are getting sick and tired of hearing your message, they're just beginning to understand it and get it. Because when you repeat certain messages that you want people to hear, eventually it'll stick to them like glue. And you have to eventually step out, no matter what your age is. When I was actually on a podcast yesterday where I talked about one of, I guess, one of the topics under diversity that doesn't get covered a lot is ageism whether it's focusing on somebody who in their mind may think oh they're too old to do this job but they're neglecting the wisdom and the connections and the lessons that they have from a person who may have a few more decades ahead of them and then the folks who may be younger it's like oh yeah they're so young they haven't done anything and it's a really slippery slope and a sad one for both parties because we need our elders for the great wisdom and knowledge that they have because they've been on the planet longer they have more stories to share and if they share them a hundred times it's okay listen to them because sometimes you may forget different details and they may forget different details yes. and for those who may be younger being able to take those lessons and then apply them to your own life and then once you get to 30 you realize oh yeah, 30 is not old actually it's like a <laughs> yeah yeah you bet it's not yeah it's not old it's far from it <laughs> far from it you are just a baby honey and i love this i love that you you brought that out i, I want to get you guys to, to hear this this is something else from dom's book no one needs permission to have their own version of success and no one needs to oversleep on the bed of yesterday's victories. Sleep is good, but oversleeping is bad for your body. Don't oversleep on your bed made through your gifts and past victories by not using them. Wow. Don't oversleep on your bed made with past victories if you want more and greater victories. Sleep for the sake of top level performance not for the sake of sedentary stability. Vulnerability is at its highest during an immediate victory. Have gratitude for your memories, but seek to create more memories in your hourglass of life. Turn your grains of sand into bits of memorable experiences. Yay, Dom. I just love that. And you guys, there's so, so much rich um, stuff in here. And um, I just, uh, just appreciate so much you, you know, like being here showing up, not just for us, but showing up every day for um, everybody who you're touching at Toastmasters in your life. 
there at the at the library it's such an honorable position to be in i always loved my librarian by the way actually every once in a while there'd be a scrooge you know that made you be quiet and <laughs> had to put, couldn't do spitballs anymore um but just in closing like because some of the people who are listening to this um they, they're interested in starting a podcast so would you just give us some final tips that you'd give to someone uh who wants to start a podcast of their own Oh, sure thing. So the first thing is one, know why do you know why you want to start a podcast? Do you want to inspire people? Do you want to get your message out there? Do you want to help others get their message out there? Come from a place of service. I believe in the art of the start by Guy Kawasaki says to be a mensch, to be a great soul to help other people. And come from a place of service. Know why I want to start a podcast. And then the second thing is definitely making sure you set yourself up for success. When I started my show, I read in one of John Lee Dumas's books to have a backlog ready. So when I started my show, I launched five episodes on the launch day and I had enough episodes to keep me for a month. Now I'm in this place where that backlog has kept me so good. <laughs> That I'm three months ahead of schedule with episodes that are going to be launching and folks booked to be on the show. And speaking of booking, having a calendar link where it's a setup system where both you and the guest can keep their word and to stay honest. Because when folks pick a time on the calendar and you have reminders set up, I have at least six reminders set up a week before, 32 hours before, and then an hour before the interview, and then it's another one 10 minutes before the interview and out of those six reminders i'd say at least three of them are through text message and then once you show once the person shows up have a great conversation seek to have fun you know that mama donna loves to have fun and i'm kind of preaching to choir on that one but have fun with what you do because it'll translate to those listening and they will definitely have a good time and that's basically just the small stuff. There's probably a whole book more about that coming out later this year. But at the end of the day, have fun, serve others, and always grow and get better no matter where you start. You can start today. Actually, better yet, start today wherever you're at, and then a year later, laugh at yourself later because of your growth, because you're so much better a year in advance as opposed to the year before if you didn't start. Don, that is so awesome if you want to do a podcast and a lot of times what I find I have never ever had a bad interview because I pre one of the things I do and, and Dom and I have talked for hours before this <laughs> but not he I'm sure he doesn't talk to everybody for hours as much as I do I mean, or, or we we have but like I'm his mama Donna and he's my Dom you know, and I'm, I'm, we keep each other accountable. I mean, I'm, we're both authors or, and, and we're both back and forth doing these things and we've kind of adopted each other in a really beautiful way. But I, I, it's, it's sort of like, I, I, the most pleasurable thing I get from doing these interviews is I get to talk to the most inspiring, incredible people that I normally wouldn't have the opportunity to do. And in, in, in like the library, each one of these people is like a book, 
You know, I get to read them like a book during a, an hour conversation. And it's like a book club, but a podcast to share these people. Not a lot. Some of the people I interview haven't even written a book, but I mean, after listening and talking and, and, and to me a lot, I think some people have started their books, which I feel pretty honored that I kick people's asses. Excuse me. You know, to, to get out there, do a podcast there. Um, you know, Aaron or whoever else is, is thinking about, um, you know, at least, at least try it, but it doesn't mean it might not be for you. I mean, I would never, ever be able to have the courage or the confidence to do a YouTube station where I'm doing yoga. So, you know, it's wherever your comfort zone is. You don't have to do everything. Do something that gives you joy. Do something that helps you go north and stay the course. And I want to thank you, Dom, so much for coming on and inspiring me. I just have to look. There's tons of stuff coming in the in the chat, and um, the the people are just really in, have really enjoyed your energy and and love. And uh, so I'm just looking at these chaps. Anyway, people, you can read read in the chat later. And um, I want to also remind everybody who's listening to this and even on the replay, our next. Uh, guest is Isla Allgood. She is also an author and a poet, and she is somebody who will inspire you incredibly to rely on your intuition to make good choices, especially when it has to do regarding your health. She is somebody who has overcome tremendous weight challenges and health challenges and through diet, nutrition and habits. Um, she's going to be sharing uh, her story with us and some incredible things that all of you can do and implement into your daily life like she has done to rise like a phoenix. So I'm excited to have Isla on. She's also a radio host. Um, she has interviewed me. She's interviewed several prominent people and has a great radio voice like Dom and you, you'll enjoy and the great laugh. So, and I also want to remind everybody who's listening to listen to the replays, kindly write a review, give us a comment, give us a love, give us a share, a shout out, anything you can do to spread the word because it helps people who could use this information um, be all they can be and gives them a dose of positivity every day in their lives. So big, big love and aloha to you. This ends this uh, broadcast and um, we're sure to bring Dom back on in the future. I want to thank you all again for coming and Dom to you for being you and bringing all your love and good vibe and helping us stay the course. Aloha.